Hello, and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to a very special first edition of the Ask Me About K-Pop Movie Club. I didn't say it with you because I wasn't sure if you were going to say movie club or movie night. <laughs> I didn't want us to I'm going to say, say movie club. Movie because, club. Because like a book club, we asked all of you to watch this movie too. Yeah, we did. We did. And it's okay if you didn't because we're going to describe it to you. But We will recap it for you in great detail. But uh, if you did watch the movie, it might be a little bit more fun because you would know you would what know. we're talking about. But I have to, before we get into this movie, movie i just need to like take a moment on microphone to like work through a recent trauma that we experienced at the movies that wasn't this movie yeah so today we're going to be talking about the movie make your move which stars boa and Derek huff and is from several years ago but just a few weeks ago we went and saw swing kids which stars do kyung soo from exo um and I just, I don't want to spoil the movie. Uh-huh. Like, I want to try to not do that. But I just feel like my expectations for this movie were very, very different. Just based on, because all these XOLs were just mm-hmm. like, go see Swing Kids, support Swing Kids. Dio so great, support Swing Kids. And the trailer. The trailer is very fun. Yeah. And so I I went into it. Wanting to see it because, for one, I love to watch people tap dance. Yes, it's a tap dance. It's a tap movie. dancing movie. So swing it. So when I watched the, tra- I watched it because on Kyungsoo's birthday, the like lead tap dancer that's in the movie, his co-star, like posted a video of him tap dancing to tempo uh, to tempo, which and was so cool. cool. It was awesome. And so like through finding that, then I watched the trailer of this movie, and I was like, oh, maybe this would be fun because Kyungsoo usually does or Dio he usually does um, like very dramatic films we mentioned in our um, in our EXO episode that like he does a lot of acting um, and he usually does really really dramatic movies and then I watched the trailer for this one and basically the premise of it as told in the trailer is that uh, during the Korean War at a Korean P- prisoner of war camp um, a US military I think he's a lieutenant or a sergeant or something mm-hmm. he gets tasked with putting together a dance team comprised of prisoners of war. And so he gets Kyungsoo and like three other people um, to join him and he like teaches them how to tap dance and they put on a show. And the trailer is like fun and lively and like kind of goofy and a little bit slapstick. Um, And it just looked like it was going to be a lighthearted movie about like this ragtag team come together come together to swing dance and maybe it's our like dumb American American ignorance ignorance. (laughs) and that like American war you can have an American war movie like that I guess we do or like they're like because the here in America, yeah, well, like, our Korean about, War media was a show called Mash. I was literally was just funny doctor Mash. I was like, look at Mash, like funny doctors. Yeah, you can have series or shows or movies that are about like fun in the army. Meanwhile, there's a war in the background, and like, but the movie doesn't touch on the fact that there's a devastating war in the background. Right, but we should have known that, like. Obviously, any movie about about the Korean Korean War War would be devastating. It's going to be horribly violent and very upsetting. And gory. So gory. 
so uh, unexpectedly gory. And that's like the the thing about this that I just like can't stop thinking about is like I heard another coworker like use a term recently like resensitize because like I love violent TV shows and movies and I love horror movies and like Wade and I were joking the other night while we were watching True Detective that our favorite TV genre is grisly child murder because like <laughs> that's what every TV show is about. But the violence in this movie shook me to my fucking core. And I, like, couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. And I think it's because it is juxtaposed with the other extreme of the spectrum as far as entertainment goes. Like, this movie, pun intended, swung from from very very over the top ridiculous like silly slapstick like grown worthy like there was a dance battle between prisoners of war and the um the american soldiers that was like so it was like a saturday night live parody of a dance fight like it was like a joke yeah it was absurd and And then minutes later 10 minutes later yeah like the reality of war is like thrust (laughs) bloodily into your face and you're just like wait what what's happening the tone of the movie just it just went back and forth so quickly it was very jarring it was very jarring it was very jarring but the thing but the dancing was great and the parts of it that were great were so great so I guess I just really wanted to just, like, talk out my trauma. And, like, if there are any other XOLs listening, like, because this movie is getting some traction, it might show up in a neighborhood, in a theater in your town mm-hmm. or on VOD soon or something. And I don't want to tell people not to watch it. I just want people to know. Yeah, just be aware. This is a fucking war movie. It is not a nice tap dancing movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for something that is going to be lighthearted and fun, this movie is not that It's not. Thing. <laughs> so... Just be aware. But that being said, the tap dancing in this movie is amazing. It's, it's the so dancing was good. so good. The dancing is so good. My favorite, one of my favorite parts, like, I mean, all of the dancing is amazing. Maybe with the exception of those silly American soldiers, but yeah. that's okay. Um, but one of my favorite parts is there's a montage where um, Kyung Soo's character is learn is like teaching himself how to tap dance. And so there's a montage of him like tap dancing through the camp and he like slowly gets better and better and better. And just like, I mean, first of all, like the ability to perform that in and of itself is amazing. Like for someone to be a very good tap dancer and then like show the like struggle of learning it is like difficult as an actor and performer, but also just like, uh, I don't know. It was so good. Like he, he worked very hard to learn how to tap dance and he does an amazing job. And he did a great job and he was very endearing and like, yeah. So yeah, uh, He's a very good actor. Yeah, so I just wanted to like recommend with the caveat of know what you're getting into. Yeah, recommend because we an didn't. <laughs> we didn't know. And we was, didn't know. But yeah, I I just had to say something on the podcast because I haven't been able to stop thinking about this movie like since we literally saw it. thought about it every day since seeing it. It's and haunting we saw it me. Weeks ago, I'm. It's haunting me. So anyway, that's Swing Kids. But today we're talking about a different movie. We're talking about another tap dancing yes. K-pop movie um, that's called Make Your Move. And it's from 2014? 2014. 2014. Um, this movie was formerly called Kobu 3D and it did come out in 3D. Yikes. Uh, this was a 
collaboration between CJ Entertainment, who we've brought up before. They like make K-pop and food mm-hmm. and movies like they make everything um, and SM Entertainment and a Hong Kong company called uh, called High Top Releasing. Um, but anyway, let's just to like in case anybody didn't watch the movie, mm-hmm. like just to get a sense of it. Um, I'm just going to play the theatrical trailer so we can just. Oh, good. Hear good perfect. What perfect. make your move. Has, was Should we say, like, uh, to, to preface, this movie stars Derek Huff of yes. Dancing with the Stars and Boa. And Boa. Welcome to Static, standing room only five nights a week, New York's number one nightclub. He had the desire. A long way from dancing on a New Orleans street she had the passion. Sister. And you've been there one day, and look at the mess you caused. I have nothing to do with whatever is between you and her brother. Everyone out now, let's go. They're gonna send you back to Japan. Just give up the girl. Not a chance. Would you miss me if I had to go back? Well, then you know. I, I never planned to hold out my hand. So take it So the tagline for that movie was move to your beat, move to your dream, move to your love, make your move, make your move. Um, And it is from the writers and producers of Step Up and Save the Last Dance. Yes. So it's that kind of movie. It's absolutely that kind of movie. Yeah. Um, So yeah, any other, like before we get into it, the only other production thing is, yeah, like I said, this movie was in 3D for some reason. Yeah, really weird that it's in 3D. Like, that seems very... I mean, I'm not a 3D movie fanatic, but I also feel like if you're going to watch... If a movie's going to be in 3D, it should have, like, special effects or, like, (laughs) CGI or... so. Like, I don't know. I feel like the only movies that deserve to be in 3D are, like, comic book movies and space adventure movies. Yeah. Um, And just interestingly enough, uh, the first preview of this movie was, like, shown at KCON 2012, Mm. uh, back when they used to have KCON in Irvine. Like, oh, it wasn't okay. big enough to have at the Staples Center. Um, and then they also released songs from the soundtrack. Uh, there are, I'll talk about it as we go through them, but there are songs from like FX and TVXQ mm-hmm. and like Girls Generation members. Like, it was an, S- it was an SM production. Yeah. They did pay for a significant amount of this. They did. But I will also say that like 
K-pop is not heavily featured in this movie and K-pop is like never mentioned or like it's not a factor in this movie. No, Certain songs by SM artists are used as background music in in different scenes and ways, but like Boa doesn't play a K-pop. Yeah, this movie is not about K-pop. It's about dance. It's about dance. Um, all right, let's get into it. We just like took extensive notes. So like, okay. if you didn't watch the movie, we're just going to describe it to you now. Okay, so it opens with... Taps liter- on the street. No. <laughs> it starts with literal PowerPoint at effect credits. PowerPoint credits. Okay. Do you remember what I'm talking about with the cheap ass font where like the credits of the movie where they're naming the actors and the title of it. It's like in Arial font or like Helvetica or something. And there's like a spotlight like oh, graphic right. on it. Okay. It's the cheapest. It looks like it was made in iMovie. I just wrote down because I was very distracted that it was like an opening on somebody walking on pavement in their tap shoes. And I was yep. like, you're not supposed to do that. I know it's very bad for your tap shoes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so opens with, uh, we're introduced to our main character. His name is Donnie Bray. Yes, and it took me literally until the end of the movie to realize that it was Donnie and not Johnny. Oh, wow. I had the yeah. closed captioning on. Oh, so. I didn't have the closed captioning <laughs> on. Um, so, yeah, Donnie, played by Dear Cuff, is a, a streetwise tap dancer busking in the streets of, of New, New Orleans. Because nothing says classic, authentic New Orleans like this goofy tap dancing white guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I denoted every single like dance number of the movie so that they okay. could be spoken about. So the first dance number is Donnie has like a hustler friend who gets uh-huh. all these tourists straight off a bus and be like, you got to check out Donnie Bray, the real New Orleans. And he like does some tapping and he swings on some light poles mm-hmm. and he like makes a kid dance with him and like, oh, look yeah. at Donnie. He's an entertainer. Yeah. And then the dad from the Wonder Years shows up. Yes, as the gruff <laughs> cop and who the- explains that Donnie here is six months on has six months left on parole and he needs to get a job, a and real he can't job. Be around these bars, yeah, you're not allowed to be within fifty feet of a bar, Donnie. And I wrote down because it said, I think it's too loose, but. They said that this movie is like a West Side Story, Romeo and Juliet thing. Yes. So I wrote Officer Krupke, but he doesn't come back. No, he so never comes back. He's not he Officer Krupke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it is a Romeo Juliet story. Suppo- an- enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough. Mm. Uh, two houses, blah, blah, blah. Um, so then his friend, his hustler friend, is watching a YouTube video about a cool club, and FX New ABO is in the background yes. of the club. Mm-hmm. Our first, like, bit of K-pop in the movie, I guess. Yes. Um, and then he says, the friend says something about Oh, your foster bro. Is your foster bro going to be okay with this? We got we got a lot of exposition in this yes, movie. There's so much exposition in this and movie. And Donnie's like, you know what, man? I just need to go to New York. Yep. And he immediately packs a bag. Like, his friend, he just got off the street, after which I just wrote, I wrote this down because, like, Nothing is funnier to me than the idea of Derek Huff being like a tough streetwise oh my God. convict. He and is he, a homeschooled Mormon weirdo who danced with his sister competitively since he was five. And He's a nerd. To have him say lines like, if that P.O. keeps busting my chops, I'm going to swing him one day. <laughs> He's not tough. Guys. He's not tough. But 
But so he's like, just tell my parole officer I'm working on an oil rig on the coast. It'll be fine. Yeah. He's like, just you cover for me while I go. I'll make more money there than I would than I ever e- could. Hear. Yeah. Than I ever could hear. So, so I'm going to go dance for my brother's club. Yes. So then we cut to... My brother, who's played by not Nick Cannon. It's Gary from What I Like About You. So we cut to Gary from What I Like About You and Nacho from Breaking Bad, and they're in a convertible, and they're talking about picking up chicks. Yep, and sharing their best lines. They're real cool guys. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not they're cool not guys. Cool guys. Uh, then Gary gets some kind of shady sounding phone call, mm-hmm. like "I'll take care of it." So we're. I said I'll take care of it. Yeah. So we know that I kept calling him Gary in my notes. I think his name was Nick, but he's uh, Gary to me. I think it is Nick, and I kept calling him not Nick Cannon because when he first appeared on the screen, I was like, <laughs> "Is that Nick Cannon?" And then I was like, "No, that's not Nick Cannon. That's the guy from What I Like About You." So. Gary, not Nick Cannon. Gary or Nick, you know, whatever. Um, Okay, now we go to our next dance number, which is Stomp. It is Stomp. Mm -hmm. Boa and her friends have like a warehouse drum circle slash crazy arm dance. Uh huh. Yeah. So we just like cut from immediate like convertible to now we're meeting Boa's character for the first time. And she's like a Stomp bucket drummer dance leader. Yes, and they're doing this, like, cool-ish stomp dance, and then a fucking van just crashed through the wall! Yeah! Yes! The van just comes crashing through the drum circle. Almost killing, like, three people. Almost killing all of them. (laughs) Not Nick Cannon comes out of the van, makes a very gross crouching tiger comment. He calls her Hello Kitty as well, which I wrote down. Gross. Yes, and he says something like, do you think I'm into this crouching tiger? Like, as if... uh, It was a disgusting moment. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, burst onto the scene. Not Nick Cannon is is clearly insane and dangerous. Yeah, because he just like broke a wall with a van to like threaten Boa over her drumming. And you're just like, oh, and he's like, not in my neighborhood. Yeah. And I, yeah. So what was the problem? Like she was using a warehouse that he what owns? Like too close to his warehouse. Is that literally it? It was just proximity too close. I literally didn't know the, the context. I also wondered later in the movie because of weird plot points, like about her drums being locked up in the club or whatever. And something else that happened, I wondered if originally that van crash was supposed to happen later in the movie. And then it felt weird, so they put it at the beginning. But it also felt like really over the top. Like yes. to start the movie on like this dude is crashing cars through walls to threaten women. Like, yeah. What is and happening? it also didn't make sense because he was basically saying like, you can't do this here in this space, which was for me, I was like, why do you own that space? Because and if you, if you do, do, you just destroyed it. Yeah. So I didn't get with his deal. Plot hole number one. Yes. But then he picks up Derek, Derek Huff. He picks up Johnny. Is he is the step, the step or no. The foster brother. Foster brother. Foster brother. Donnie's mom ran off and when he was a kid and Gary's mom took him in. Yeah. So whatever. whatever. It's just to explain that one of them is black. That's yeah, like one the of them only is black reason. and one of them is white, and they make like a few comments about, <laughs> about it throughout it. the movie. You guys are brothers. Ooh. I see the family resemblance. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that I wrote. His club is called Static. 
Yeah, his which was in the trailer. Static. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, he. It's like standing room only. It's a warehouse, graffiti, cool club, but it's an, in an un- abandoned building. Yeah, it's an underground club. So technically, this club is illegal in that it doesn't have like a liquor license or a real business license, and the building is condemned or something. The he build- says like, I got a deal on it because it's not supposed to be a building. Yeah, something about the building is like shady and ba- but basically it's like a club space for performers like the the shtick of the club is this is where you go to get seen yeah they and like put great shows on yeah they put Static. great shows because they have like a wide variety of dancers almost like a burlesque like cabaret yes. style like club where we're gonna like the the but, people but go burlesque, to the club like the share movie burlesque, yes yes where that's it's what not I, that's a burlesque it. club that is exactly yes. what i meant when i said burlesque Perfect. i was not at all referring to the, the actual of art burlesque. Firm. i was talking about the share movie burlesque. there we go thank you <laughs> <laughs> Where like people go to this club to see these performers. Yes, is my point. Um, and the next thing I wrote down because it was very funny to me. We meet like Nick Gary's uh, like assistant, who's just like a blonde lady, and Derek says something to her like, "Oh, I've seen your body painting dance videos online." Oh and yeah. I was like, painting dance and I like wrote it down like that's a tease we're gonna see that body painting dance later yes and we do <laughs> and we do okay so then he like takes Gary takes him like upstairs to this like attic room that has this intense mur- mural an exposition Huge. mural an exposition mural <laughs> that has like boa like a photorealistic painting of boa, on boa it. painted on it with her drums and so then not Nick Cannon launches into like the whole wrote, saga. This is where I wrote, wait, so much backstory. And I had to pause it so that I could write it all down. So this long backstory that he tells in truly a boring exposition monologue that is just like, and this and yeah, this and this. And not Nick Cannon's not even on camera because the whole, the, the camera is panning over this exposition mural as he tells this story. So he's like, Oh, this rich guy named Michael comes to the club all the time and he loves to spend money. And like, oh, my best friend Kaz used to live up here. He painted this. He painted all of this. Yes. But then Kaz's little sister, I let her crew come play here. Mm -hmm. And Michael became obsessed with her. And then Michael started telling Kaz that... I was against him. Yeah. So like this. So basically not Nick Cannon and Boa's brother cause, I guess was his name. They opened up static together and they were business partners. And then this like wall street investor, Michael comes in and you know, he's a bad guy because he wears those button ups that have the white collar and cuffs, but the actual shirt is a different color. Typical Wall Street bad bad guy. So he comes in and he falls in love with Boa and he starts whispering in Kaz's ear that like not Nick Cannon is is like betraying him him and like giving him short ends of the stick. So then Kaz like believes him and in a big fight decides to leave and open up his own club with this Michael Wall Street douche. Yes, so now Aya's not allowed. So then I guess this is supposed to explain to us why she got her practice space crashed into because she caused all of this with her dancing and she needs to stay away. Yeah. It's a lot. So then we cut to Boa's apartment and I wrote, Kaz is hot! We he meet the brother, hot. and he is hot. He's on Hawaii Five-0, which I don't watch, but he's the star of that television program. So if you watch that, then you know who he is. 
I thought the star of Hawaii Five-0 was Jin from Lost. Well, this guy is also on Hawaii Five-0, like oh. many, many episodes of it. So Got a good I guess they have then, multiple is Koreans on the uh, Hawaii Five-0. Um, so Kaz is hot. He like comes over to Boa's apartment and he has a giant ponytail bodyguard yep. who we see several more times in the movie. Yeah, but who in this opening introductory scene ends up peeing in a bowl in the hallway because Boa won't let, let guns in his yeah. in her house. No guns in my apartment. So Boa says. is not a criminal. She doesn't approve of this criminal she lifestyle. She just wants to dance. She just wants and to drum. dance. And we learn in this scene that she wants to dance the right way. Like, she doesn't want to have... Um, she wants to earn it on her own. Yeah, she, she doesn't want Michael to pay own. for it. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't want Michael to pay for it. She doesn't want to perform in her brother's club either because she wants to make her own name for herself. Yes, and this is where I got a little bit confused thinking about it later, like, is that we find out in this scene also that, like, Boa's broke as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't have any money. But then she has, like, a new computer or something. And her brother's like, where did you get that? And she's like, Michael gave it to me. And so I was like, does she like Michael? Does she like taking favors from Michael? Like, I, I found that whole dynamic Oh, I didn't even catch that. Weird. There was something Maybe about, like, Michael had given her something. And it was, and the brother was like, mm. He gave her that, the bowl that she oh, gave the, to the boy okay. to pee in. I couldn't remember. He said something about, like, something being for Michael. Okay, then never mind. I'm totally oh, okay. off base. Um, but we do learn that Boa's visa is about to expire. Yes. And so she needs to get a dancing job or like sign on with an agent or whatever, or else she will have to go back to Japan. Yes. And this was something that I wrote down because it's literally not explained until the third act. Right. Because when her brother first appears, he asks her in Korean, are you okay? And then says to the girlfriend, best friend character, like there's a girlfriend best friend character that he speaks to in Japanese yes but he speaks to Boa in Korean in Korean and says that if she doesn't get a job she will have to go back to Japan and so it's literally not explained until the third act whether or not she's Japanese or Korean because she clearly speaks both languages and she's like from Japan anyway you find out much 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 later on that she is Korean but was born in Japan yeah so she speaks both um but anyway that is something that i was like this that plot it was such two. an interesting it was just like a choice a, and yeah. i wondered why they made it like i yeah why didn't she just have to go back to korea because i remember the first time i saw the trailer and he's when the brother says in the trailer like do you want to go back to japan and someone in that moment like gets punched in the trailer yeah. i thought i was like oh maybe they made it japan because this dude's a yakuza and it like uh, had to be about like yeah, a yeah, japanese yeah, 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 mob yeah. but nope that's but no absolutely he's not, not a mobster really he's just like a shady just businessman a, he just wants to have clubs I yeah guess. he just wants to run clubs um, and isn't afraid to break the law okay to it. <laughs> so then scene change and I wrote oh right this movie is in 3D because of like torch a guy like blowing fire oh yeah like that was the only evidence I saw of like a 3D gag like oh fire Mm -hmm. and I was like oh right this movie is in 3D so not Nick Cannon pays off the cops right to like not the other way his club Mm -hmm. Um, and then this so it's we go into static. We got like ring dancers, and there's like swings, and there's like a blogger with a camera crew, and she's like, "Hey, Christy here from Cool Things Blog. Like we're at static tonight, mm-hmm. and like, and she says that you hear something about how um, all of the pro, like the proceeds or whatever, like oh, the, it's a charity, it's a charity it's a event or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it goes, it like 
but whatever. It's some sort of benefit. Right. Then we suddenly cut back to outside and a sweatshirted hand lights a bunch of firecrackers Mm -hmm. out in front of the crowd and everybody scatters. And then you see all these hoodie people like run behind the club. Yeah. Then it's like a massive dance number that just like keeps going on while a bunch of stuff is happening in the background. So basically (laughs) this is the um, masquerade ball scene from Romeo and Juliet in which our Romeo and Juliet are going to meet for the first time. Exactly. And so it is the backdrop of that is like the first experience we have of status of this like crazy performance art club in which like there are multiple stages and different performers who are each doing different styles of dance yeah so the first crew we see is like this moulin rouge pussycat mm -hmm. dolls kind of thing they're doing like flips and dancing on chairs and uh and donnie looks at the stage and he's like i want to do that yeah he wants. He just wants to dance. He's like out in the crowd, but he wishes he could dance. And mm-hmm. then we see we cut to in the back, like the firecracker people was Boa and her crew. Yes, because I guess at some point where it wasn't explained to us, which is again why I think the that car, car thing is out of order. Thing. Yeah, all her drums are locked up in the club. Yes, like he locked her drums in a cage, so she hasn't had them. She shouldn't have had them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I was confused about. So this it's confused. It's confusing and unexplained as to how her drums ended up locked in static. Yes, that's never explained. Then we cut back out to the stage, and a girl with a single line of glow on her face just sings a song that's just like la 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 la. It's la, literally la. just ah, ah. And her ah. voice sounded like this Korean singer who like sang a soundtrack song that I really liked, but I could find no proof that it like was her or wasn't. The voice just sounded familiar. And then we see the body paint dance, and it's just the girl's painted in blow paint, and she's doing like she does like aerial dancing. Dance. But this is when we have our through the fish tank Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Like the Boa is wearing a white hoodie with like spikes. Yeah, it has it's like studs so, on it. She's trying to be sneaky, but she is in the crowd in a white hoodie. Mm-hmm. Like you can see her from a bazillion miles away. Yeah. But there's like gentle confetti falling, and Derek Huff is like walking slow. They're and, like walking slowly, in the and crowd. he hears the taps on her sneakers. She walks by, and he hears the taps on her sneakers, and that's why he turns around because he hears taps. He hears the taps, and so the of and the taps. then yeah, and then. And, like, the delicate confetti falls and he, like, sees her smile as she watches the dancers. So then this next dance crew comes out. They're, like, a circus crew. They're, like, doing crazy acrobatics. Oh, yeah. Such insane and contortions. Then- Boa's crew, which are called Kobu, they fucking kick those circus people off the stage. Mm-hmm. They roll their drums through the crowd. Yeah, they just, like, push their over. drums and they're like, out of my mm-hmm. way. And then I wrote, they're sick, because they were, they were pretty good. They did a really cool move where they bent over and they put their foot in the hoods of their sweatshirts and they pulled their sweatshirts yeah. off in like one move with their feet. It was fucking Throughout cool. this entire movie, there's really good choreography for, for taking off removal. clothes. Yeah. And it, it happens multiple times and in multiple scenarios, in multiple contexts, and it's really great every time. But I did personally like a little bit roll my eyes at like Kobu's whole like shtick for one you don't learn the name of the group is Kobu until like 
an later. hour. And like into I said before, this movie was originally called Kobu 3D. That's like what it was supposed to be called before they changed and it to, to make, make your move. move. Um, yeah, so they must have like re <laughs> rearranged certain scenes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't know. It was just like it's like hip hop stomp tap dancing and it just seemed a little bit like cheesy to me it's like very hokey yeah it was it was an interesting choice just because like i don't know like i want to see boa dance for real so i don't know why she had to be in a drum crew like the making it a yeah, drum crew it just is like seemed, a different thing yes and it also yeah it was just weird because it was also like oh well did you only put in these enormous drums because it's like she's from Asia don't forget she's from Japan and it's like Asian drums yeah like yeah yeah, like why couldn't she have just been like a dance crew why couldn't they have just been a dance crew like they could have just done like hip hop tap sure without the stomp sure element of it I don't know but whatever um, then the culmination of this whole dance thing, Boa runs to the back of the room and she just jumps on a lighted bar mm-hmm. and starts doing cool ass tap. I wrote, Boa is the fucking best. Because like, <laughs> all the parts where she was dancing are the what make this movie yeah. worth watching, honest to God. True. Um, but Derek... Huff or Donnie sees her dancing and he's like, this is my moment. And he crushes some beer cans and he tapes, tapes them, them onto his, his boots. And then he jumps up on the bar and they're magical and they're perfectly synced and they're doing this incredible like tap yeah. partner fight dance. She almost stomps on his crotch and then she kicks him off the bar and then he jumps up. Like they yeah, were, yeah. it was like magic. Like they it was do magic. that like beautiful thing that only happens in musicals where you sing in perfect harmony and you know all the same steps and the same words because like you looked at each other and you fell in love and now you have like magical synchronicity yeah but uh oh her brother is here dun, dun, dun. and then he slapped the shit out of Derek Huff. he gets slapped um and then they like all run out of the club in the chaos and then donnie's like don't go with them come with me and he shoves her in a cab yep and then i don't i don't remember why i wrote this down but i wrote it is new york I think it's because the cab driver oh, because has the two cab jobs. driver no the cab driver like had a bunch of stuff in the back of the cab <laughs> so Boa was forced to sit like on the middle seat and Derek Huff is like sitting right next to her so they're very smushed together and so Derek Huff says something like oh, it's a little tight back here guy like don't you think and he's like well, I'm like I'm, I'm not breaking jobs. any rules or whatever like you want to file a complaint file a complaint and Boa laughs and is like it's New York <laughs> I'm like why. Uh, so then they like have some talks in the car and then another dialogue I wrote down is like when she gets home, he says, hey, I'm not in all that back there. And she says, you're in it now. Ooh. Uh, and so they show up at Boa's house. And then at that same moment, her brother and not Nick Cannon surround them in cars. Well, Everyone they, jumps out. They cut their oh, taxi cut off, off very dangerously. Yeah, and Boa and comes taxi- out and says, are you fucking crazy? Yes. Someone and, could have been killed. And the taxi driver says, shoot somebody or get or out. Pay me. Or pay me. My meter's running. Shoot someone or pay me. Yeah. It's New York. <laughs> yeah. So they have like a huge fight in the street and just like, like a yelly fight, not yeah. a physical altercation. No, but just, it's like, just like a you can't be with him, you can't be with her. 
right. so establish then, the rivalry. So then this is a weird plot point that I couldn't get over. So then Donnie is just like not going to go back home with not Nick Cannon. So he is homeless and sleeps in an abandoned church with crackheads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just, just like, that's finds what he a does. church. Well, he does that so that later on he can remember that church at a key <laughs> moment. Sure. But yeah, he like straight up, ref- he's like uh, straight up refuses to go home with his foster brother and then like for the rest of the movie is homeless on the streets uh which i couldn't stop i wrote it down several more times because i couldn't stop thinking about the fact that he was homeless i was like i couldn't stop i mean we'll (laughs) talk this will come up later on but like eventually there's a point where boa is like i'll let you take me out i'll let you buy me dinner and my first thought was he can't buy you dinner he's homeless yeah He's homeless. But whatever. Um, so then Boa has a skyscraper meeting, is what I wrote next. Yeah. And her crew, like, mm-hmm. go to a meeting, and the lady's like, you know, I'd love to sign you, but where are you? You don't have anywhere to play? Like, I, I need, need to, to see, see you, you live. Yeah. In front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. So this is her, like, last ditch effort to get her own job so that she can stay in, keep her visa her own way. So she's trying to get signed by this agent who must see her live, and she is no venue to perform um so then we go to the club that uh kaz and michael own and it's called like oto or something there we go um and there are like ninja acrobats doing something on a stage and the song that is playing is called say yes and it's by jessica and her chris her sister crystal and chris from exo Mm. um and then i don't i wrote down all old iphones because (laughs) also this movie was very clearly got some apple sponsorship so good for them yes people have like first gen iphones in it and i forgot what they looked like yeah it was like and they show like the texting screen yeah and i was like oh super different like oh yeah um and then i wrote is this michael and it was uh he's like i want an executive deal like you all like Cause she was tell oh, cause she's telling her brother like oh, the lady said I have to perform in front of the audience. And oh he's yeah, like, you can perform here, but you can only perform here for me. Yeah, only for me. So basically, Michael's trying to like own Boa um, yeah. because he like fell in love with her dancing, and so he basically like Boa is explaining her situation to her brother, and Michael butts in and is basically like, I'll let you perform here at this club, but if you perform here, you cannot sign with this woman you must only dance for me like I want an exclusive contract which is really dumb because it's like well that doesn't solve my problem you fucking turd like get out of here you weren't a part of this conversation right yeah he sucks Uh, but she says no way yeah she says of course not okay now here's an important part of the movie and now coming up to the stage Korea's all the way from Korea. You know, you know, in a bowler hat, in a bowler hat and a vest and no shirt underneath. And he does like a very silly, like super TV excuse style choreography with like two lady backup dancers. And it's just, it's just like It's just, or here's, you know, my explanation. I wrote, you know, dance solo. Why? Because you know loves Boa. Yeah, I wrote you know and Boa, and I circled a heart around yeah. it. 
this just further supports my theory. They've been in love forever. Because why the fuck would he be the only? Why would he be the only? He's literally the only K-pop cameo. There's no explanation other than the fact that he went with her during the filming, (laughs) and we just happened to be there. And they're like, "Hey, why don't you do something?" And he was like, "Okay, okay. Like we need we need more cabaret in this fucking stupid movie." Um, But okay, so then, but Donnie is at the club. And then they have shadow curtain talking. Oh, yes. And they talk in the shadowy curtains with their faces, like, way too close to each other. Yeah, way too close. He, like, pulls her to the side and is like, what we did last night, it was magical. Like, I need to tell me that you feel it, too. Exactly. And then this was the weirdest part. He tries to sneak out, and then there are, like... TVs in the club that are just showing him walking out of the club. And yes. I'm like, what? So is the this? brother like sees him. <laughs> I, yeah, it was like security cameras. But it wasn't security cameras. No, it was, it was like, like the playing bar behind TVs. the bar, but like film footage of the crowd. Why would you play that in a but bar? But it was like specifically yeah. him spotlight, like walking out. Yeah. It was very weird. Um, then there was a montage of them sad texting. Wait, before oh, we get ahead. to the montage, Please. I just have to say that there is a moment out of which, um, like in this club scene where you get Kaz's point of view of this, because earlier we heard not Nick Cannon's version of their oh, fight. Yes. And then here you get Kaz's version, which is basically like not Nick Cannon claims that I stole his idea. Or something, or right. like he was screwing me over, and he then he now he claims that I stole his idea. Like with this new club, he's continuing to fight me because he claims I stole his idea, and he says you can't patent an idea. And I wrote, yes, you can. That's what a patent is. <laughs> but I, yeah, no, you're right. you're continue. absolutely right about that. <laughs> Um, okay, so then there's like a montage of them like sad texting. And yes, and this oh, is when this I is wrote down how much time is passing because he's literally homeless this whole time. Yes, and this is where I also wonder about time passing and whatever because in this montage, her gang is cleaning up the glass from the car crashing through their yeah. practice space. And I was like, when I don't know when anything happened. Later, I'll get to it later because they do say something later. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then I said... And then he's like, yeah, I'll ask her out. And I said, is he still homeless? Does he smell too much to be asking girls out? Like, seriously, how's he keeping himself clean and hygienic? Where is he changing his clothes and brushing his teeth? I don't know. Later on, we find out that the time that has passed is four days. Yeah, four days. We don't find that out until, like, a long time in. Yeah. But it's four days. Supposedly four days. Yeah. Um, Okay, so he comes. She teaches, like, a drum class, I guess, at the public, at the fucking library or some shit. Uh, she teaches kid yeah, drumming. Yeah, she teaches little kids how to do And the he shows drums. up and like, oh, he, and they're like eye fucking while they like drum in, in front, front of, the of kids. children. And I was like, this is weird. Um, then, okay, this is a part that I didn't hate. Then there's sexy lighting. It's like sunset and they're like mm-hmm. alone in the studio. This is the step up moment. Yes. And they it's just almost do an like a shot for shot. And like, an, yeah, with that step an interpretive up flirty dance mm-hmm. the song and the dance reminded me slightly of my favorite scene from high school musical three which is can i have this mm. dance when they dance on the roof and like, then it starts to rain i'm a sucker for i'm just a sucker for a romantic partner dance and like this worked for me yeah like, even though i like find him kind of repulsive and the movie was cheesy like this scene i was fine with yeah 
They're, I, I mean, he, they're both very good dancers, and the choreography was good. It's a lot of like picking her up and throwing around, beca- throwing her around because she's tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. Oh, and it. that, and this was the scene that I noticed for the first time that Boa has a giant tattoo on her back. Yes, I it's never a noticed, bee, that and it has before. an angel like coming out of it. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, so yeah, sexy interpretive dance. I loved it. It was like the perfect amount of corny sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, then they got to the funniest thing where somebody says like, have you seen this video? It's going viral on Foursquare. Yes. And I was like, Foursquare? Who remembers Foursquare? I used to be the queen of a comedy club on Foursquare. Or the mayor. You were the, the mayor. mayor on Foursquare. Um, but basically there's just like this video of Boa and Derek, like, dancing on the bar. Like, it's the bar yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah. But then suddenly somebody put in gunshot sounds to make yes. it look like there was a shooting at the club. Right. So, like, that night that Boa and Derek, like, met for the first time and danced on the bar, it, their whole dance, like, got ended by what was essentially a, a fist fight between, like, the brothers, right? right? So they, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, like... B- it escalated and like people did run out of the club because like glasses got broken and, and like multiple people were fighting. But somebody edited the video to show a gun and like they put in gunshots. So it made it seem like this club. Like, don't was, come to static. Yeah, you avoid at all costs. Um, so that's like the new, uh, problem in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, then like Boa and Derek are talking and he asks about her drums and she said, they're from Asia. Yep. They're from Asia. <sighs> okay. It's a very big place. But all right. Um, then we get all their backstory. This is when we find out that he was like a street hustler scammer who would distract people with his dancing while his friends would like rob people. Oh, yes. This is the romantic dinner. So like after, oh. so after, because she makes like a, he makes, he makes a joke because she's the teacher of this class, right? And she's like, I'm going to fail you, but for extra credit, you can buy me dinner. At which point I thought, how can he buy you dinner? He is, he homeless. is homeless. But he does buy her a dinner somehow, complete with drinks, I noticed. Yeah. They were both drinking. Um, and yeah, so we find out that like he and his hustler friend like he would dance while his friend would pickpocket people basically so he went to jail so he for was like two the artful years. dodger yeah. and then got caught so he was in jail for two years and is in parole and this is when we On find out now. that she is korean but born in japan and she has three weeks till she's gonna get kicked out of the country yes and we also see that um this michael character has been following him or her and he like sees them on this date and decides to find out all the dirt that he can on this Donnie character. Right. So this is like this is another like dance number I wrote down. The song that was playing is Trap by Henry Lau from Super Junior M. Uh just some K pop. And the brother like sees the video and he's like crying in the club about like his sister like dating this. Oh, oh yeah, 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 he's like very upset about it. But he's also—is that the scene where the where Kaz is like watching that old video of him and not Nick Cannon like being bros? And he's oh like yeah, I think that's club. what it is because I wrote bro sees picture crying in the club. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. okay. It was so Kaz is yeah, like yeah, yeah. very—he's like no, he's watching like an old video package where him and not Nick Cannon are like arm and arm, like I owe this guy everything. <laughs> no, I owe this guy everything, <laughs> and he's like sad because he misses his bro, and it's like. To me, I wrote down that this whole bro tiff seems, and that's literally what I called it, a bro tiff, um, seems unfounded. Like, it just, see, there's, 
they describe it very vaguely as to like who did what wrong, and it seems like there's just there's no reason there's like for the feud. Absolutely, the feud no, is totally it's groundless, super super groundless, and like not to spoil the ending, but like it honestly made me mad in a Romeo and Juliet West Side Story way that nobody does die. Like there aren't any consequences. This isn't like those that story where like someone is supposed to like Of course not. This is die a step in the up fight. movie. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> they were gonna bring people together with dance. You're right. You're right. It didn't need to be a tragedy. Um, okay, so then Donnie shows up at Knock Nick Cannon's club, and this is when he said, you disappeared for four days, yes. and we learned that it's been yes. four days. So what He's happened? He's been homeless for four, four days. Four days, at which point he has, like, wooed Boa somehow. And so what we learn, basically, is that this edited video of this, like, supposed shoot-up of this club has not only tanked business, but is also, like probably created and released by Kaz and Michael, like right. the rival they did club, this right? Like they are the ones who did this. And so Donnie comes back and is like, you need to spice things up. Like, let me, let dance, me dance at your club. And not Nick Cannon is like, I'm desperate because business is bad. And he says, you got one shot. You got one shot. Like Eminem. You just yeah. have one. Um, then there was a weird scene where Boa is supposedly, I guess she has a job. She works at a cafe. Yeah. she And wor- she's she, supposed mm-hmm. to be waiting tables, but she is talking out loud about this guy to the point where customers are like, this is like, she's talking <laughs> to the girlfriend, best friend character who's sitting at a table. Sure. But she's talking like about Donnie or whatever. And yeah, they're custard. Allowed in this restaurant mm-hmm. as she like walks between tables. She's just talking about her own business. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's not a great way to try to, st- if you're trying to stay in the country. <laughs> also, why isn't she getting, why doesn't she have a visa for that job? I'm confused. Hey, she- you're right. That's a job. Maybe it's an under-the-table cash-only Maybe. Because she's an illegal immigrant. And maybe that's how... Well, but no, but she's not illegal. Uh, she's not an illegal immigrant because um, she had a visa. It's about to expire. Okay. Oh, it's about so she, to expire. Oh, that's the problem. But, but I then guess why this job isn't enough. Job? Yeah, maybe it's only part-time or something. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm not an immigration lawyer. <laughs> then we cut to... Uh, I, I couldn't stop laughing at this. Donnie practicing as hard as he can in the dark in a, under a single spotlight wearing the exact outfit Kevin Bacon wears in Footloose when he does his sad dance. Yes. Like it's the same. The tight the t- jeans and the, t- and the blue the, tank top. Without the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 100%. So he's like Kevin Bacon tapping in the dark. Kevin like, Baconing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. The like, this is my big night. Um, Okay, then it's the big night and the circus and people And he makes back. sure to say, like, Boa, I'm practicing, like, come see me dance. Yes. Uh, this killed me. Okay, so the circus people are there, and now it's, like, time for Donnie's big tap number. And he... Boa came, and then he just, like, struts like Mick Jagger in, like, a very weird way for, like, a while. Like, it's not a... It's not good. His, like, big dance number... What? Is not great. okay. I did not like it. I well, felt like he was dancing very weirdly. For one, it starts out and he like, it tells the brother at the beginning, like, I'm going to need the house band and uh, this and I'm going to work with your DJ or whatever. Like, he says lines at the beginning where he's like, I'm going to need this. Like, I have a very specific grand idea in my head. But then in the moment of the it it is made to appear as though the escalation of this dance number is all um, 
spontaneous. He pulls people out of the crowd and they know the choreography. Yes. So he starts out and it's like just Everyone him. Everyone can tap dance. It's just him on the stage. For his big moment, he decides to wear a very schlumpy hoodie. He looks terrible. And he's like slouching. And That's he puts like I'm a microphone like, on like the a thing. Jaggery, like yeah. And then, no, he he just, like, tap dances on his own. And then, like, people in the crowd are like, do something. (laughs) And then he, and then suddenly he's like, I need four on the floor to the drummer. And then, like, boom, like, we bust into this whole thing. And, like, he pulls dancers off from the stage and, like, teaches them and sudden, teaches them one move. And suddenly they know the whole routine. Yes. And it just had that, like, spontaneous synchronicity that is, like, unique to the these types of movies uh, but anyway then outside of the club while his big dance number is going on someone drives by and shoots out all the windows in the club of the rival club of the rival of Oto. Club. oh yeah the bro- of, causes yes. club and then we see nacho from breaking bad is filming it around yeah. the corner so i guess mm-hmm. they're this so is their revenge not scheme. nick cannon sent goons to go and shoot out the windows and the they specifically shot like above the people's heads or whatever like they weren't like trying Raining to kill glasses people still dangerous but yeah rating glass is still very dangerous and how did and they know that those bullets like i don't yeah, know, shouldn't shoot at that's, stuff no of course not um but anyway so like the dance was a ruse yeah it was to just to again distract. he was distracting yeah, yeah, yeah. while people committed crimes yes um so boa loved it she loves his dance and they kiss and then they go upstairs and they have some interpretive dance sex yes he so he's back to living above the club. They're in a room that has a photorealistic mural of her own face uh-huh. all over it, and, and then has, they have dance sex. Yeah, and also has like very weird, like strategically placed like le- levels, like platforms and stuff that are at yeah. different heights, so that they can leap and jump and like uh-huh. end up on stuff. The bed is elevated so high that she has to like be thrown upon it like uh-huh. way up high anyway yeah then they have some interpretive dance sex and There's they get cool very stripping. creative with the stripping choreo um yeah yeah fade out fade out fade to black it doesn't get too saucy mm-hmm. it's a little there of course not you know it's there he, <laughs> he won't would allow not that. Of this. <laughs> um so then they come down so they come downstairs it's the morning after and not in a can is cooking eggs and he's very devastated to see boa there and then he said one of the silliest lines of the whole movie he says now i know why you dance like you had a heart on and I was like, what does that mean? I feel like if you danced with a heart on, you would dance awkward. Like it would. Yes, I your thought dancing. that too. I also <laughs> wrote that line down because I was like, first of all, gross. Second of all, that would make you a worse dancer. Like that's not Nick Cannon. You don't know anything about boners or dancing. No. What's happening here? So he's super mean now. He's like fully turned and he's super mean now. And he's like. Fuck you guys. Yeah, he's like, so he can't even believe that she spent the night. And then her, his body painting blonde assistant shows up and she says something along the lines of like, well, there's no turning back. She spent the night. Like, like that's that. It's done. They're together now. You have to, you have to put this feud aside. Like, didn't you see? She spent the night. Like, that's it. It's over. And he was like, never. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not backing down on whatever my plan is. Yeah. Um, So he tell, he tells her, Put the video online. Like, yeah. post the post, post the revenge shootout give a video. shit. Um, then, like, 
Uh, I don't remember if they were talking about this or whatever, but I wrote, they can't change their brothers. Because, like, that's, they're like, we can't change our brothers. This is the point in which I wrote, why is this movie so long? It was so long. It's almost two hours long. Uh Uh-huh. And then, I don't, I think Derek Huff's character said this, but maybe multiple people said it in the movie. A conversation, oh, Kaz, like, jumps out of a car with his girlfriend, and he's like, we gotta fucking go, like, in Korean or whatever. And oh, the yeah, girlfriend yeah, yeah. is screaming in Japanese, and Derek Huff just goes, speak English already! Yeah. Because as Boa and Derek, like, left not Nick Cannon's house, of course, because it's so easy to run into people this way in New York, yeah. her brother and best friend, like, pop out, and they're like, there's an emergency, let's go. And the emergency is that this video is, this is video? like, you'll get yeah. shot. At Oto. Yeah. So and the emergency is the fact that the club got shot up at all. Yes. Um, Derek Huff, like, goes to the club and goes to Oto and sees, is shown this video. And basically, they blame him and they're like, you were the distraction. Like, yeah. You, and this, you were in on it. And Boa gets very sad. And Donnie, I think you should go. Yeah. So, like, oh, here's their, like, oops. Like, and he tries to say, now. like, no, I, I, I had no idea that this was going on or whatever. And obviously, Kaz is like, I don't, why would you believe him? Um, so then he, so then Donnie goes straight to static, marches in, punches not Nick Cannon right in the face. Yep. And it's like, how did you, you used me? You used me. Um, and then Rich Michael shows up at Static with the cops and is like, this is an illegal operation and I'm shutting it down. Yes. I wrote Wall Street Dick with blue, ball, with blue balls shuts everything down. He did because he because Boa because at that point had Boa said like never to oh, him. Oh, no, 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 no. You know what happened is that in the so after Donnie, uh, so Donnie goes to Oto and he sees the video and he's like, I didn't do this. And Kaz says, there's no reason for me to believe you. Break his legs and tells his tall ponytailed goon to take Donnie in the back and break his legs because he, of course, was in on it. And Boa says, no, I was with them all. All night and that's when the wall street dick okay. is like who do you think you are you're white trash with gourmet chinese food you should stick to like a dollar takeout and i was like excuse me what uh, what did you just say there was a what lot. yeah i don't have the time or energy to unpack the troubles that come with that statement but let's just Let's just take it. The walls, that's it what the that. Wall Street dick said. So he shuts down static. Yes. Um, and then uh, Donnie punches some guy and he get, or he punches Rich Michael and gets arrested. Yes. And so Rich Michael decides that he's going to charge him with assault. Um, and because Rich Michael has done his digging or whatever, like he obviously knows that by being in New York, Donnie is breaking his parole yes. and threatens to, he's like, so he brings Boa to the police and station. Donnie like into a room. And no, his- Donnie, isn't Donnie like still at the police station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're okay, at the poli- okay. so so at the police station. Um, Donnie has like posted. Um, somebody paid Donnie's bail, right? right? So they take him into this room, and Rich Michael is there with Boa, and this is where he drops the bomb. His ultimato. It is like yeah, his ultimato. It's time for the ultimato, um, which is. 
This is over. Derek Hop has to go back to New Orleans and Boa is going to work for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Boa, you must agree to dance for me in my club exclusively or else I charge your tap dancing boyfriend with assault and he has to go to jail because he's broken right. his parole. Um, so either dance with me or he goes to jail. Um, then next is a dance number where Boa is dancing out her feelings. And I wrote in angry, all caps, stop cutting to Donnie because it's like Boa is having a nice dance Mm -hmm. moment. And then they just keep cutting to Derek Huff, like looking sad and sitting on stoops. And I was like, I don't care about him right now. Yes, but he's not dancing. Like swing kids did this in one of my favorite scenes of the movie in which, um, uh, Dio's character Dio's, was dancing. Yeah, Dio's character is dancing, and then like he's practicing. He's like dancing out his feelings, and then the girl, the main girl in the movie, is like, "I just can't get this dance, this song out of my head." And she starts dancing, and they're doing the same dance moves, but in different yeah, places. Yeah, like in that, like and it's like a beautiful like moment to show like how in sync they are, or whatever that they're like right. going through similar emotions or whatever in the same space. So it was like if Derek Huff was also sad dancing wherever sure. he was, then that. That would have made sense, but he was just sitting on stoops looking sad, and it was like, why? And I just felt like I was missing good boa dancing, and I just wanted yeah. to see it. And, like, the last shot of was, like, it cut to her, like, finishing a move and then, like, walking. And I was like, well, yeah. where was that dance? So it really yeah. bothered me. Uh, then, here we go. We're getting to the finale. Donnie makes a vlog. To expose Michael and the church. Oh, the church he was sleeping in because he's homeless. He like went back to the homeless church. I don't know to like look at it one more time. Well, okay. So did he leave stuff there? Why was he there? Because he was (laughs) trying to come up with a solution. So while Boa is like dancing out her feelings, trying, she agrees to dance for Michael so that Donnie doesn't go to jail. So Michael drops the charges and Donnie is released and then she's dancing out her feelings, right? Because she's upset. And so he, in the meantime, as he's like moping on the stoop, is trying to, I guess, come up with a solution for like patching things up between their brothers. And so he goes back to this church and like this is his aha moment or whatever. He like looks around the church and realizes that it's actually like a beautiful space and so you can sort of see the wheels turning in his head that it's like this is his now he has a plan and his plan involves getting the body paint vlogger girl who's apparently like an IT whiz to videotape it because he doesn't know on how to put a iPad. video on an on a computer yeah so he puts this super long boring monologue that nobody would watch the entire video of just to say I'm having his a pop-up entire up life club. story and then say like, I'm having a pop-up club come to this place, free drinks, no cover. It's just a show. Come watch the dancing. Yes. Then we see Kaz making a deal with this Irish guy that we met for a second earlier. It like wasn't important. Yeah. It's like, he was some, like some other some business investor that Michael was like trying to woo or whatever. But we also learned one plot because this movie was so unnecessarily complicated and it was so long. But an, at some point in this movie, before the point in which we're talking about right now, Michael, it's revealed that Michael owns 51% of the club. So he's actually a majority shareholder and is like Cause's boss. And he demotes Cause. Like after oh, right, the right, whole, right. like, after he finds out that Donnie like slept with Boa, he, um, uh, 
basically demotes cause and like punishes right. him because throughout the whole movie he keeps turning to cause like whenever he sees boa do something that he doesn't like he turns to cause and says handle this <laughs> yeah as though like he's just supposed to like control his sister and everything that she does yeah but anyway so, so they're having a meeting which yeah. led me to believe that they were going to kill someone like the tone of the meeting makes it sound like i was like oh here's our romeo and juliet Someone's gonna die. Yes, and it seemed as though Michael was going to die. Yeah. Because Kaz and this Irish guy, they bond over their mutual hatred of Ka- of Michael and decide to team up in order to fuck with him in some way. Yeah, but it, I thought it was gonna turn to violence. So then we suddenly cut to the church, and I just thought it was funny, this weird Girls' Generation song called Cheap Creeper is playing. It's a very odd song, because Cheap Creeper is a weird saying but he like made the church beautiful it has like lantern like amazing beautiful paper lanterns and there's just candles pillar candles like lighting this whole place which like you could not fill a place with like have candles on the floor and people would kick those oh my god it would be so bad um but he made it into a cool church so then the dance number, Donnie comes out and there's one drummer from from Kobu mm-hmm. who had an HOT haircut. Yep. It was like a lady, but she had a full yeah. old school HOT haircut. It was oh, very funny. And I should we should mention that like Donnie has sent out this video message invitation right. to he has gotten he stole the mailing list from like all the clubs, sent it to everyone who like regularly goes to all these performance art clubs. Um he made sure to invite the, oh, the lady uh, from the, the lady skyscraper to the agency as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because the like the purpose of this of this performance is not is twofold in that it is to patch up this feud and also to get Boa an opportunity to perform live for this Absolutely. woman. Absolutely. Okay, so he comes out, single spotlight, one Kobu drummer. They're doing a little tapping. It's go- super mm, great. Yeah, they do like a tap drum duet. And then like Boa fucking parts the crowd when she appears. Like she shows up and everybody parts. Like they know she yep. needs to dramatically walk to the front. Um, then... I wrote like, oh no, nobody's dying. Uh, Kaz just sold his share of the club to this mean Irish guy. Yeah. And he hates Michael. So like, that's how they got him. Like, now you have to work with this guy. Now you're working with this guy. He fucking hates you. Um, so then, um, the dance. Uh, what I, I I wrote that I hated this entire sequence. I did too. Because. It's supposed to be her fucking moment. It is a supposed to be her fucking moment. She does not need to have a duet with this dude. But also, they have a very long... So, like, this whole club show... Like, all these people are here at this club to party and watch a show. And all they've seen so far is this one dude and this one drummer tap a bit. And then watch them have a very long and personal conversation in which feuds are resolved shares are sold and like everybody makes up uh and it's just like why are you forcing us to watch this intimate private moment like yeah. we're having it literally on a stage and then i wrote more interpretive dance sex no yes i i wrote, I wrote that too i wrote more dance sex question mark question mark question mark because there's a full crowd around them but they're doing the exact same like ugh, like cat and mouse like yes. weird sex and there's dancing a, in front of people and there's a there's it cuts <laughs> to cause who's watching his sister do interpretive dance sex with this dude and he looks 
looks very disgusted. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I would be disgusted too. And then it cuts to not Nick Cannon, who's like, yeah, and he's smiling approvingly. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And it goes on for so long. And then like, finally, finally, their duet is over. And she goes on with Kobu to like and, do her dance. And petals are falling and everything is fine. And the end. I was annoyed by this final climactic scene in two ways. Mm-hmm. One, well, I guess three ways. One, in, which is the way I just said that all of this like private shenanigans happened in front of everyone. Number two is that the Kobu show they finally do, the performance with Boa and her drummers, is so different from every other performance of their it's a different type of music it's a different type of dancing it's mm-hmm. like not indicative of what their dance crew right. has been this entire time but it's the definitive performance that she's doing in front of this agent who then of course signs both her and Johnny she's like I need you dancing for me too and he's like I gotta go I gotta go I'm gonna go back to New Orleans because I am breaking the law by being here right yes, now. Yes, he says, I have to go back tomorrow but I will, like, I have I'll to go back, back six for months. six months because he has six months left of his parole. And she says, yeah, but you'll be back, so I'll sign you then. And then he turns to not Nick Kiss so not Nick Cannon and Kaz, like, they make up, they're friends again now. And then Derek Huff says, I brought your sax. You're definitely playing. And not Nick Cannon blows on the saxophone. And that's how the fucking movie ends with him like doing a sax solo and everybody dancing. The end. Oh, the end. Oh, wow. So that was Make Your Move. Make Your I didn't have that bad of a time watching it, honestly. Like, I, it's mostly fun. Like, if you listen to this but didn't watch it yet, like, recommend or no recommend? Uh, well, this was the second time that I've watched it. Okay. And I will say uh, that after I watched it the first time, I didn't remember anything about it. And so it's like, I have a hard time saying like, yeah, you should watch this movie because ultimately it's forgettable. Like it's, it's fine. Yeah. 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 I think if you like, I wouldn't rec. I don't think I would recommend this movie. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think if you are the kind of person that, like, did enjoy the Step Up movies or if you, like me, just, like, will tolerate Mm -hmm. any kind of musical or dance movie, like, then it's fine. It's not horrible. It is too long. It's so long. It's almost two hours long. Yeah. Like, when we agreed to, when we, like, decided that this was a movie we were going to watch and I looked it up, I was like, oh, there's no way that this is a night, like, more than 90 minutes, like, an hour and a half. Like, why would you ever make this? This plot is simple. Like, I know exactly what kind of movie this is going to be. An hour and 50 minutes long. Yeah. It was so unnecessarily complex. Absolutely. But also very vague in its complexity. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's got too much exposition while also like being about nothing at the same time. Yeah. But there were just like so many different layers. It was like he was on parole. Her visa is about to expire. There's also this like this investor guy who's working with Irish people, but he keeps calling them British. It was just like every single time there was always an additional level of complexity that like didn't need to be there. Right. 
Yeah. We could have boiled it down so much further. Totally. But whatever. Yeah. So now it's time to hear from you and some of the reviews <laughs> that you sent us, listeners who watched this movie. Uh, first, we have from our listener, Daisy, who is at MoriaGate underscore yo on Twitter. And they say, I just watched Make Your Move. And to be honest, I could care less about the love story. I just loved seeing Boa dance. I had really low expectations, but it actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> I was taken aback when they were switching back from Japanese to Korean. And the ending was so random with the saxophone playing. <laughs> All in all, it was very cheesy and dramatic, but I still enjoyed it. The fucking saxophone, man. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it was 3D, like, if they leaned that, if that <laughs> if was a like 3D move, if they leaned. The, it must oh have. Oh, my God. I hope it did. I hope it did. Okay. This next one comes from Amy, who is at Kazoo Girl on Twitter, one of our good friend listeners yeah a regular a regular, a regular friend that we friend. chat with <laughs> uh so she sent a review through email um and said so i don't have an overall review other than at least the dancing was good <laughs> mostly i wish i was drunk and mst3king it with my friends and since i only had one beer alone i wrote my comments below my main takeaway is that the dancing is really good but it never seems to hit hard enough or really work with the drumming the drums plus the tap is dissonant and the combo seems to make each less impressive than they would be alone oh totally agree the sound levels are terrible the dialogue was muddled and lost but the tapping is lost under the music and the drums but what does a great job and i feel like she conveys a lot with her face and body language when the dialogue and direction is lacking overall though the whole thing feels so dated i would have pegged it as coming out before 2010 not after too long didn't read i i'd like to see this redone as an indie film with less fancy production decent sound engineering and more actual emotion and things at stake Fair. That was a really common review that I read, like, online, like, Amazon and Rotten Tomatoes and stuff was this idea that, like, the dancing was good, but there was no authenticity or, like, emotion. Didn't mean anything. No, like, it was, it was an underwritten mess that most people agreed would have been better as a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, it, like, because there could have been, like, Boa being like, oh, my father gave me this drum. Like, I don't know, there was, an, or Derek Tuff being like, tapping was the only thing I had. Like, there wasn't any st emotion or stakes in there. Yeah, there weren't any stakes, and there wasn't any connection to the two main characters that the audience made. I do have one more thing. So, Amy had sent her, like, play-by-play -play comments, and I just mm -hmm. wanted to read this one, which was that the Kobu members look like they're always ready to throw down for Zumba class, <laughs> which I, like, had to bring up because I realized, like, this whole time, and maybe I just, like, the fashion, I didn't note it. Like, I should have, no maybe I should have noticed what people were wearing more. I, I feel, feel like, like I didn't write, other than a Boa's white hoodie, I don't remember, like, writing anything down, but there had to be terrible clothes, right? Like, all there I had remember, to be. All I remember <laughs> is that Boa and her crew wore a lot of, like, harem sweatpants and tank tops and sports bras. Zumba clothes. And sleeveless <laughs> hoodies. And then Derek Huff was always in, like, a ratty t-shirt and jeans. Okay, so maybe it wasn't It, like, that wasn't notable. super, like, outlandish fashion okay. by any means. We have one... Although the body paint girl did have a bad wig the whole movie Ooh, segment is this a wig is this a wig it is hashtag yes hashtag <laughs> yes it's a wig um i have one more review let's pull up the instagram 
Um, this was sent by a quiet kerfuffle on Instagram. They said the best part of this music. Oh, the best part of this movie was without question, you know, I didn't even realize he was in it. And even though it was just for a minute, he made it worth the four dollars. Parentheses. <laughs> I've fallen so hard for TVXQ. I also discovered that I love Boa. That's all. The soundtrack caught my eye in the credits, too. There are so many random SM artists. GGFX, Super Junior, Chris of XO, TVXQ. But even with so many good artists, I didn't like the soundtrack at all. <laughs> as far as the movie itself, Romeo and, if Romeo and Juliet was made into a Disney Channel movie, but not for kids, then this is it. It wasn't that good, but it also wasn't all bad. The dancing wasn't my style, but it was definitely enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I that's, think- a, that's a very on-point review. It's like, oh, you know's a fun surprise. And, like, it's a fun and surprise. And Boa is great. Like, like, Boa is we great. We said it so many times. Like, mm-hmm. Boa is the best part of this movie. Boa is fantastic. And, like, it is really fun to hear all the SM artists in the background. But, like, none of the pieces put together make for a stellar movie. No. So, it's yeah. really just fine. Yeah. The Disney Channel movie, but not for kids, is a good analogy, I think. No, that, totally. That, that totally fits. I like that, yeah. Because it's, like, it's lame and wholesome in that way, but it's also like about drinking and fucking and sh- like, yeah, having like shooting a dance and club. Like, but it yeah, also yeah, yeah. isn't... It isn't, but then it's also none of those things. (laughs) Exactly, like it's also very not explicit Uh with its adult themes. Totally, even though the main character is a convict. Boa said fuck once though. That was fun. Yeah, she did. Maybe twice. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's like they're trying to be adult, but it was like kind of. It like didn't really pan out. Yeah. Yeah. So that was our very first edition of Movie uh, Club. Movie Club. Uh, if anybody has any suggestions for K-pop adjacent movies that we could do next time, please let us know because I don't have any ideas, but this was fun. I would like to put out, a, I've made this request before and no one has ever fulfilled it. Um, I would love to watch that holographic musical Oz yeah. for our next movie club. It's also an SM extravaganza yeah. and like, ah, if anyone knows where we can watch that movie, please, please let us know. I'll pay. F- I'll pay for it. Yeah. I would pay for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just really want to watch it. Totally. I, I still think we, I'm hoping we can make a screening of it like at COEX in April. Like I think we can yeah. see it in hologram. Like we can see it in hologram at the SM building if we time it right. Yeah. But so, wouldn't it be more fun to watch a 3D concert? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather watch that movie like I'd rather not pay for it totally to see in the cuz that would just be very expensive. But I'll pay like $5 to watch a version of it online. Understood. Understood. A little bit. So if anyone is listening and they know where I can watch that movie online. Send it to us, and that can be our next movie club. Yeah, there you go. Um we will be right back with our random game. All right, we're back with another creepy ass random game. Oh, the, our random name, our random number generator is listening to us because it gave us Astro. Astro. We were just talking about them last week because they have decided to start 2019 off in a sexy, slutty way. And, and you know, I'm, I can't resist that. You know, I can't. It's so. soft, pretty boys in like pink pastels that are cut, that are low cut and like doing a lot of body rolls. And it's just like soft and slutty. It's every, it's everything, it's everything I, I want. And I, I'm very curious if, because I'm, 
at the at present, I'm close. I'm very curious as when this episode comes out if I know all of their names. Because oh yeah, I've you're just very been, close. Like paying attention, and there's only six, of and them. there aren't that many of them, so it's yeah. not a crazy task. But they are very young. So anyway, Astro. Mm-hmm. They debuted in 2016, so they are like new. Yes, they're from a company called Fantagio. We've talked about Fantagio group. before uh, because they got. We talked about it earlier last year. They uh, got bought by like Chinese investors, and then mm. people were and Weki Miki's like comeback yes. got canceled, and people were like it worried. Got back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like they might that like Ugh, what was going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. So seem to be doing okay though. Yeah. Um, so there are, like we said, there are six members of Astro. Their stage names are Jin Jin, MJ, Chao Nu, Moonbin, Rocky, and Sana. Mm-hmm. And I know that Rocky and Sana are 18 years old. So gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, in their like two years that they've been out, they've put out one full album and seven EPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they do have quite a bit and like a lot of singles. Um, they're one of their, was it one of their EPs or one of their, de- or their debut album that did so well? Um, they put out a lot of stuff before they actually made their official debut. They were on like, uh, like fan, they did like recorded fan meets and like a reality show and a TV show where they played themselves. Um, and then one of their albums went to number four on the Billboard World Charts um, in the United States. And then did it go to number one in Korea? It looks um, like it wasn't until 2017 that they got no. But I, will you one. scroll up and see the the. Oh, it was their debut EP, Spring Up, that did well on the Billboard World Album chart. So they did pretty well right off the bat. Yeah. Um, other interesting things about Astro, their fandom is called Aroha, mm-hmm. which is supposed to stand for Astro Hearts All, All fans. fans. I don't know how that works out in Korean. I'm not even sure that works out, but I believe them. But that's what it says. It's also the word Aroha means love in a Polynesian language. Maori, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to look it up specifically because I love it. Because anybody who knows me knows that I love purple and or, and Astro's colors are two different shades of purple, mm. which are called vivid plum and space violet. Ooh, space violet. Yeah. So I really like it because like this is what my hair looks like, like these two mm-hmm. colors. So I'm very down for Astro's fan colors. <laughs> like they've already got some, they've got some hooks in me. Um so, do you want to watch if it is a time to just watch? Yeah, a video? let's just watch it. We've talked about Astro before, so I feel like we do, and they're kind of new, so we don't have to get too too in detail. So, their most popular music video at the moment, like just by a few plays, it looks like, mm-hmm. uh, is "Crazy Sexy Cool," which came out in 2017. So let's, let's give watch that it. A watch. Okay. Astro. Creepy street. Mm-hmm. Wind is blowing and lights are turning out. This Astro sign swinging in the breeze. Like a, a leaky cauldron. Mm. It does. Oh, are they in an or- is this an orphanage? Is oh this like the God. Astro orphanage? They're all like sleeping in little <laughs> rickety beds. They, yeah, this is like little orphan Annie. Oh no, is this Miss Hannigan? Oh, there's, like, newspaper all over the wall about Astro. Astro's great. Someone has has an old video camera. camera. Oh. (laughs) 
Okay, a universe in a globe is just lit up. And now they're all looking at a blank wall? So, I don't know. Something's happening. What the fuck? Okay, now okay. it's outside. Okay, there's like a shadow girl that appears in the wall. And they're like, so... <gasps> what? Oh my god. This is crazy. <laughs> okay, it's also cutting to them like dancing out in a sunny afternoon in striped suits. Oh, the shadow girl looks like she's, she's dressed definitely like gonna be a boy. And she looks like she's dressed like Annabelle from the scary Annabelle movie. She has like pigtails and a lacy nightgown and she looks like a scary doll. I've heard this song uh, before. I, I love, love this. It. I love Astro. The music is so fun. <laughs> Okay, they're going into the wall now, and it's, like, windy. Oh, this feels a little, like, Peter Panish, like, getting sucked into, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, oh, nope. Busted back out. Oh! <laughs> this is so I fun! I love this choreography! Are they directing a movie now? Okay, they have boot I don't boxes. Know. There's so, so much right now. There's so snow. many different concepts. What? Oh, wow. He dances so beautifully. Whoa. Who's a B-boy in this group? very pretty group they are and they're really good yeah they're very good i remember the first time i ever saw them was doing uh two times like doing two times fasters on weekly idol and being like these dudes are good because that oh what's that song i don't know we'll find we'll watch Ooh, they it love that move. they do that a lot a little like leap the spin. cool leap spin <laughs> they almost kissed. The boys almost kissed. Okay, they like took a car full of Christmas lights out to the woods and they're wearing tuxedos. Oh god, there's oh, like an angel lady coming down from the sky. The, girl, the shadow girl. She it, it is like Peter Pan. Yeah, she's like fairy dusting them. security guard man Crazy, sexy, cool. are they squatters are they not supposed to be here and is that MJ oh the shadow was just a mop 
Or was she? Oh, there was sparkly glitter. Oh, dear. Oh, I love that Crazy, song. Sexy. Cool. It is I a boy. You, I told you it, it was a boy. a boy. I could tell it was a wig. I could tell it was a wig. <laughs> oh, I love them. They're so cute. I, I've, I love all their music videos that Me I've too. seen. I haven't seen a lot of them, but like, they're just precious. But I think it's funny that like one of the last times we talked about them, before last week was we talked about the music video where they are soda bottles yeah. and it's like they get dragged around in like an ice cooler or whatever and now <laughs> their new yeah. 2019 like rebrand is so slutty yeah uh, I'm down it. I'm here for it love you Astro <laughs> okay time for recommendations i.e. it's time to talk about the 17 comeback <laughs> Like, pretty much. I.e., I need to talk about 17. <laughs> um, okay. Where do I Where do we even... start? I'll, I'll, I'll get the facts out while you, like, pull yourself together. 17 mm-hmm. has just come back with a new album that is called You Make My Dawn. That is a follow-up to their album last year, You Make My Day. Yes. The lead single is called Home, and the B-side that they are performing right now is Give It To Me. No, it's Good To Me. Good To Me! Because you are Shit. good to me. That song is about getting head. Um, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> It's um pretty obvious. <laughs> it's it uh 17's really thrown me for a loop this week, I'm not gonna lie. Um okay, so facts. Facts out <laughs> the gate. Um yes, Getting Closer is a song that they released a little while ago, and that song they did promote during um award shows. That song is on this album, but technically that song is like a prequel to You Make My Day. So like You Make My Dawn is obviously connected to their previous album that came out over the summer, You Make My Day. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is like getting closer is very like dark, and we like made jokes about how ready we were for goth teen because yes. um, they were like all wearing black and leather and they and had their, flowers, their hair dyed their sunflowers, and their sunflowers were, dead. were dead but basically like the whole theme of like getting closer you make my day you make my dawn is like I was in the dark until you came and you made my dawn you like brought the the sun to me and then you like make my day as well like the sun shines because you're with me um, so they are connected in that way um but I was not prepared. No, I don't. I don't like it. I, I, I don't. I like. Okay. I don't dislike it. No, no, no. no. Just, That's not what I mean. Like, <laughs> I like it. I liked getting closer so much. I thought it was going to be really fun. I listened to the album before there were any. I had just seen the home music video, which is very sweet. Yeah, oh, it's I so love lovely. Home is yeah. so lovely. It's like a follow up to Don't Wanna. It mm-hmm. sounds like Don't Wanna Cry, but like it's new. It's got interesting dissonant melodies. Mm-hmm. Love it. But and I, it's a very, the lyrics are very sweet. It's very like, you are my home. I feel comfortable with you. Like, I feel safe. Yes. I am your home. And like, we comfort each other. All of that is lovely. But then, like, Thursday morning, I wake up to stages of the first song on the album, which is good to me. And there was a floor hump in the choreography. And I closed the video and I said, absolutely not. This is not. And I know this sounds weird coming from us. You know we love slutty boys, but like 17 is not allowed. Not allowed. Not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I love 17 so much and I, I support them in everything they do and I really like the song Good To Me and I do really like the choreography and I was here for goth teen 
but nothing could have prepared me for Ming Hao in Mesh. I mesh. just like wasn't prepared. Mesh. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> and like. Boo commenting on that picture. Who do you think you are? It's just like a hashtag mood because it all like this album came out and I listened to it and I was like, okay, this album is like not their strongest. It's not my favorite of their albums, but I like each individual song. Like, what is it going to be? And I wondered if they were going to promote just home and getting closer. I like didn't think they were going to do another B-side. Right. And then before I saw any of the stages, I saw that like Ming Hao had posted that Instagram hashtag photo by Ming Yu, where like he's wearing his blazer and his like mesh, mesh and he's just like staring at that camera. And then that fucking not only is there a floor hump in the choreography, right. there is a straight up handcuff XO the, the, Eve. XO the Eve move multiple times a part of the main choreography when they're saying like good to me is handcuffing themselves over their head and then body rolling right and that I not- don't want it I need them to be <sighs> babies forever I don't I can't. I don't like it. And I do appreciate that at (laughs) the very least, the camera crew at Music Bank is on my side because their like version of it, they like purposefully did not show a single one of the sexual moves on camera. Like during Mm -hmm. the floor hump, they keep the camera on Boo for like an excessively long time and like such a tight face. Cut out every inkling of a floor hump. They cut out most of the body rolls. They do a lot of close-ups on the soul on whoever is singing the line. So that the choreo weren't into the choreography. I I was like, thank you for sparing me. I don't I mean (laughs) I I don't dislike it. I love Good to Me. I've watched every single I like that song a lot. I do really like the choreography. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't prepared. <laughs> I just wasn't prepared. And like, thankfully, the majority of the outfits for this song come back <laughs> for this stage. Well, for this particular song, because like for home, it's like sweet and it's very comforting and like it's beautiful. And sweaters and yeah, and it's like sweaters and soft and like lovely. And so like you watch Good to Me and you're just like, what is this? And then you watch Home and you're like, okay, I'm sorry, I yelled. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> and they are very clothed, like they're very like um, drama gangsters. Like, yes, which a is lot like, of, like a big Hawaiian coat. shirt outside of a- yeah, 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 like button up shirt, like silky button up with the collar outside, outside of the blazer, or like those weird like Jonghan and Vernon are wearing these like weird button ups that have like detachable sleeves that make it look like you're wearing a jacket that you've like taken off of your shoulders so it's like a weird sleeves like, that like there was one Vernon outfit where it would look like there was a t-shirt and then you would cut the sleeves off a sweater and then like safety pinned them lazily mm-hmm. in between yeah and I feel like Kai wore something like Kai that lucky one during the lucky years one ago. stage yeah 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 years ago um, and then DK had that one shirt that was like uh, that had buttons on the shoulder seams yeah. and like only one side beep, of it beep. Was unbuttoned so you could like peek his little shoulder. (laughs) Um, So like for the most part, they're like very covered up. But Ming Hao is a hoe. And I bet you he picked that mesh shirt himself. (laughs) I just like, I don't even fucking doubt it. (laughs) I know know him too. Yeah, I think that's like the really interesting thing about watching this. Like 
uh, this sort of like start of a turn for Seventeen is that there are so many of them mm-hmm. that like you can tell, especially in the floor hump. Like for example, Coops and Woozy are going for it. Yeah, and everyone Jung-Han else is- doesn't do. They like as yeah. much as they can avoid humping the floor. They don't actually do so it. So it's like it's not all the members <laughs> that do it. It's it's Coops and Woozy and Jonghan, um, Mingyu. I think Vernon. Or is Vernon standing? I don't remember. I know for sure it's Mingyu, Wuzi, DK, Jonghan, and Koops, and I think two others. And mm-hmm. Koops and Wuzi and Jonghan have like no problem going for it. Um, I will also say that, like, as a side note, Wuzi and Jonghan both have individual slutty stages, <laughs> solo stages um, on their own mm-hmm. tours. They like to, they like to grind. Um, but yeah, like as Shannon was saying, like we should just have like a slutty subunit. Like if if yeah. like five of you want to hump if, the floor, then, then like let let's them take do you it. out and let you do it. Hoshi, he's one of the humps yeah, the floor. Sure, for sure. Like he loves let the a good ones who hump. like are ready for that do it. I just like want my other babies to be left to be babies as long as possible. And I feel like maybe this is a thing that like girl groups, like girl groups might be able to get away with this transition a little easier, at least in like outfit sake. Like if there are members who are like, I want to be sexy now. Like I've seen mm-hmm. it with a couple of members of A Pink who were like a couple years ago were like, No, I want to be the sexy one now. Yeah. Like you can do that in at least your outfits, even if the like comeback. Mm-hmm. Aren't that way, and but that's th- what Minghao's doing. Yeah, so <laughs> it's very interesting. So, yeah. what's your actual like? This was supposed to be recommendations. Well, I know I we needed, needed to, to talk about it for a but... moment because, like, I we joked the other day about how like. Oh, I wish that XO and Seventeen would be friends. But now I know for a fact that they are friends. At mm-hmm. least some of the members are. And, like, I'm just very concerned about the parallels that I'm being able to draw between Chanyeol and Minghao right now. Because, like, Minghao wasn't supposed to do me like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well. But know. my actual recommendation is uh, the scene the scene of the crime <laughs> in which he does me exactly like that, which is the Seventeen Good to Me comeback stage from M Countdown. Um, this is his match. Um, there is both like a regular filmed version and there so M Countdown is great in that they do their like M2 YouTube channel mm-hmm. and so they not only have the fan cam version where it's just like a pulled back steady cam that you can see all, all of them all of the time they also have fan cams for each individual member so if you want to you could watch this performance in three different ways as it was aired the fan cam to see the whole choreography and also if you just want to watch an individual member did i watch them all those ways you fucking bet your ass i did (laughs) what is i mean no i guess they're probably all the same but just because this will be out in a couple days and there might be a M Countdown might have come around again. What's the date? Oh, sure. The date of it is so they went on M Countdown first. And right. so this was um, January 24th. Okay. Episode 603. There you go. That's okay. the one I want. Wanted to get if your Ming specificity not in mesh, in there. That's not the one I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> um, I also need to seed my recommendation time to talk about beautiful breaking news. Um, so on previously or a couple of days ago, well, a couple of days ago now, so like a week and a half ago to you, person listening to this podcast on like Monday, January 25th, 
sigh of sigh fame if you're yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. that sigh yes style, that yes. sigh announced that he was starting his own entertainment company mm-hmm. and that the first artist he would sign would be Jesse and Jesse is like an american rapper she's hilarious she's a whole thing yeah she used to be with yg and people say that like yg didn't treat her right mm-hmm. so she's gonna be like size first artist she was on Unis slam dunk yes, wasn't she the first season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when that news came out, I like tweeted immediately because it just like felt it so deeply in my soul. Like, oh, man, I really hope that like Kiana is going to mm-hmm. size agency because that would be so perfect. Like she's the Gangnam style girl. And, like if there was anybody yeah. who would be like willing to take her on to like do this, like, mm-hmm. like there's like to let her would do whatever perfect. it is that she wants to do. Yeah. yeah. That side would be perfect. Mm-hmm. And a week, like a week previous, there had been a press release that said that Hyuna and Hyojong were like looking at different agencies. And the rumor was that Hyojong might go to a Japanese label because mm. they have like a crazy hip hop scene and he speaks Japanese very well um, and has like connections there. So like that's mm. where it seemed like it was leaning. But last night it was announced that Sai signed both of them. Yay! This like six month nightmare is like it's over. Like yeah. they. They are jobless no more haters. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And they've been working hard on something. Like, they have not let a day go by where they weren't, like, in the studio or in a shoot or, like, doing something. So I can't wait now that they actually have a label to, like, see what it is that's going to be that, – that they have been preparing for so long. I'm just, like, I'm so excited. Yeah. I also laughed really hard because in looking at – but, like, when Cy, like, tweeted, like, them signing their contracts or whatever, he, like, posted pictures of them, the three of them, like, together and smiling and everyone was tweeting like please take on pentagon please yeah. take on CLC. everybody please wants take on to CL. like save everyone yeah to now. save their faves now um which i don't disagree i mean with. i was like right the first time so if i can if i can use my powers to put it out in the universe like i would love it if cl would join his agency mm-hmm. because like uh, it's very disheartening to see her like shade tweeting on Twitter about how like YG does nothing for her. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah. that would be really swell. I feel if like he could just like save everyone. And everybody's also saying that he has his eyes on like so many train, like that he's trying to scoop trainees from oh. people that he like knows are hot shit. Yeah, I feel like he should do. He should just like go around and sweep all the people who don't have real representation, like um, CL and also Hyolin. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I mean she started her label. She's doing that's her true. Thing. She I don't want to take that from her. But I mean, I don't know. Like, cool things could happen. Uh, I got a message this morning from somebody that was like asking, like, what does this mean? Like, what do you think this means? And like, I think that this only means good things. Like, Psy is like, he is still Mm Psy. I know that like maybe in your country or the way that he like existed on the internet as like a meme, he seems kind of like a joke, but dude is like rich as hell. And he had like an influential like underground rappy kind of career before he blew up with that song Mm -hmm. and like he knows all the people and he makes great videos and he's just like an artist with vision yeah i think that he's a very smart businessman and he's very good at promoting himself and his image and not being afraid of putting out the image that he wants to make. You know, like, he does not bend to the will of fandoms, of fandoms and, and the public opinion. So yeah. I'm, like, very... I think that him picking up, 
Hyodan, Hyodan, Hyojong and Hyuna, I think is like a perfect match because the two of them, obviously, like after all of this shit went down, like they would need a company that would let them do what they want to do, make the kind of music that they want to make. And I think Psy is going to give them that exact opportunity. So I'm so excited. And they ran away to Thailand yesterday. Um, Apparently, they actually signed the contracts on Monday, Mm. like when I suspected and hoped that it would be. um, But they didn't announce it until yesterday. And they ran away to Thailand and by themselves, like without their fucking entourage, Mm -hmm. like they're having a real vacation because then they're going to come home and they're going to work. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, But like. Okay, there's this. Yodong posted this video on his Instagram this morning, and it's like the greatest thing I've ever seen. So, the one of him going swimming? Yes. He's afraid of water. He's afraid of swimming. And he's overcoming. He's growing as a person. But Hyona's voice on this shit, like, I'm playing it right now because I can't. I'm dying. Go, go swimming. That go-go swimming is <laughs> destroying me. I watched that video so many times today. Um, is that your recommendation, that Instagram video? Everyone should look at it. I mean, he looks good. Um, so you can watch that if you want to. But my actual recommendation, like, just in a celebratory manner, I think everybody should go watch Opa's Just My Style, which is the Hyuna yeah. version of Gangnam Style. And just, like, she's so young and cute in a little cupcake dress. And, like, it's in her inside. And, like, he's saving her. No, yeah. not that she needs to be saved. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just he's coming I'm, in and he's giving her the platform to be the artist that she always wanted to be. Yes. And I'm really, really excited about yeah. it. So... Yeah. Yeah. That's that. So celebrating Hyanna and shaking our head at 17. Yes. These are our recommendations. recommendations. (laughs) Well, that's it. And next week we will be back. (laughs) You can be done. It's okay. I just got slugs. Next week we will be back. With a very special episode with some very special guests. Yeah. I'm going to keep it a secret for now, but I think you guys will be very excited about it. So come on back for that. And if you would like to get in touch with us, we are at Pod on Instagram and Twitter, amakpoppod.tumblr.com for links if I remember to post them. And uh, Pod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And we are asking about K-pop the podcast on YouTube. Um, thanks for watching this movie if you watched it or for following along if you didn't. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. Bye.